hello, hello. Welcome to the Empowered Hour. It's your girl, Athena and Renata. Hey, Greg. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm just trying to live my life, I guess. You know, (laughs) I'm just, uh, you know, coming off of my, uh, what I call it, uh, my grieve week. Coming off my grieve week. I actually did pretty good this week. I'm proud of myself. Um, so, you know, th- things are going. Things are going. How about you? Um, last week was pretty good. Um, this is an interesting time of year for me. So, similar to you, kind of start because of all that happened last year. And we were working through all that together. So, I kind of experienced some of that. And then I go straight into celebrating for every weekend I'm celebrating birthdays. So. It sounds like, a, I mean, you know, it sounds like a good time <laughs> celebrating yeah. birthdays and things. So I definitely am looking forward to that. I know um, it's all, it was all, August has always been a fun month for me because I had like at least 10 relatives with their birthdays in August. But out of the 10, it's probably three, two to three left in the month um, that are still among the living. So you know, August is becoming one of my uh, months that I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it is what it is, but it's getting closer to my birthday. So, you know, I got to get to August to get to October. So, <laughs> and I'm definitely counting down since I'll be the big po Bodie shouty this year. So this will be fun and exciting. <laughs> I understand that. Well, I got, uh, I have a couple of other brothers in between there, so. <laughs> So you get a break in September. Um, technically, yeah, technically, yeah. if I want to be nice to my baby daddy, I could be nice to him because his month is September. You know, if I want to be nice, I might send him a happy birthday text message and say, you know, enjoy your day. But that's about it. I'm just, there's somebody else in September. Oh, grandmother show. Uh, I had to see her um, for her birthday. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty good. And but then you know. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, get off the tangent because, you know, I can go rambling on. But we got a good, fun topic today. Yay! (laughs) So we're going to talk about um, giving back. And we put a question mark behind that because a lot of times people get into the giving back and then they stop. But yesterday was National Angel Day, if nobody knew that. August 22nd is National Angel Day which we should have some form of being an angel every day. But the definition of being an angel is basically to give back um, and not expect anything from someone. So like giving to a homeless person, giving to someone, you know, is in need, giving to um, a stranger or people, you know, you know, giving, just giving to someone without asking questions, just doing it. Um, And, you know, I try to do that every day. I know you do too, Renata. We try to give people something, even if it's words of encouragement. It doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary thing. But um, why this came up was because I know a lot of people um, have, uh, what's the right word for it? They don't really care for, you know, giving to people. Some people are um, selfish in their giving, like they want the notoriety. Some people are, um, they don't want to give because they feel like that person is going to 
be more than them. So they don't want that person to be more than them. So they're not going to give. Um, and other people just do it just because they know that it's the right thing to do. So, um, but this truthfully came up because there was a conversation that was had on a, in a workshop or class we were in Friday about how people give um, at a certain time and then they stop. So um, before I go too deep into the topic today, Renata, what is your, when you hear the word angel or angel giving, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? <laughs> so when I hear angel giving, I think of like investing. Um, so the, uh, what is it called? The, it's not angel givers. I can't think of exactly what it's called, but I associate that with investing. Um, but then when I also, when I hear the word angel, I think of, um, I think of angels that they are talked about in the Bible. And oddly, I think of Anita Baker's song, Angel. Or Layla Hathaway's version. I think I was going to say, which one? Which one? <laughs> I actually like them both, you know, since they both tenors and they both uh, got them sexy, sultry voices. I resonate real well with them. So I do like both versions. Yes. Although I prefer the original, but, you know, Layla did an amazing job. So I guess those are, that's what I would think of when I think of the word angel. What about you? Definitely. I, I definitely um, echo those sentiments because it's, it's no, um, ain't, you know, in the biblical sense, we think of angels as something that you don't see, but they help you. Um, and that's just the general sense of it to me. It's like somebody you and you do it quietly, you know, not very anyone who believes in angels and believes in a higher power. Excuse me. They know that um, or they feel that angels are around them all the time, helping them, guiding them, uh, keeping them from hurt, harm and danger. So, you know, and it's definitely something that's done in silence. And I think it's more appreciated, excuse me, more appreciated. I'm getting tongue tied today. Um, when people do it quietly versus bragging about it. I don't know. Do you feel like people appreciate it more when people give to them quietly and not trying to be on TV talking about, Hey, I just gave $10 million, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know people probably appreciate it no matter how they get it, but you know, do you think it means more when people do it silently? Um, I don't know. Cause I mean, I think, like you said, if, if I have a need, regardless of how you give it to me, I, you know, that need is being met. Um, I, I mean, I think it depends. Um, for some people, I think they would prefer to get that need met maybe in silence and, and some the opposite. Um, I know personally, when I'm when I do give or whatever, I do I don't necessarily need someone to be like, this is what Renata did for me or anything like that. That's I'm definitely someone I could see myself once financially I'm able to give at the level that I would like, just doing a lot of anonymous donating because I just don't I don't want people to make a big fanfare about something like that. Especially I think for me, I look at it as I want to respect the other person's privacy. Just because I did something for them or whatever doesn't mean they want everybody to know. So true. So true. Because, you know, it's a, like, especially if you give somebody like uh, money to pay their bills, they don't necessarily want everybody to know that they are struggling right then and there. Um, people don't necessarily want to be recognized as... Um, in, in being in need and, and you know it could play into the pride thing a lot of people have pride and they don't want to be exposed as to being um in need and 
I have you found that like people don't use resources because of that, because they feel like they're going to be singled out or going to be um, put in the spotlight as being needy or being someone who is in need of something? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think people, in my opinion, I think it's various reasons why some people don't ask for help. Um, I think for some, it's a matter of that's how they were raised. I think for some, um, it's just a matter of, like you said, pride. I think for some, it's just a matter of, I just didn't even know that was an option. Um, I don't want to be, I often hear, I don't want to be a burden to somebody else. Um, so I think there's a host of reasons why people may not necessarily ask for help. Very true. Very true. I mean, I've come across some people who say they don't want to be put in the spotlight for, or, or, I mean, I think, and there's an older generation who feels like that because, you know, that generation came from, you struggle in silence, you know, you kind of like move um, under the radar, you know, you don't let people know what goes on inside your house, you kind of keep it to yourself. And that same mantra kind of carries on when you're giving um, or getting, receiving, because, you know, a lot of times I used to work the food pantry at the church I belong to and some people would come in and you could almost see that they were shameful of coming and you know we had Mm -hmm. to try to do as much as we could to be like hey you know this is okay everybody comes down this road um everybody comes to the point where they need something and I myself I think I found myself in that position like I was uh jobless and I didn't have very much left in my savings and I was like I know my church ministry, they give for bills and things of like that nature. But I, it, it took a, a long time of debating for myself to be like, do I want to go to my church and ask for help? Because I already know in the world, there's a whole lot of judgmental people and they don't not go to church either. So it's like, you don't, do I want to expose myself as being someone who's in need? And eventually when I got finished wrestling, wrestling with it, <laughs> somehow the money came and I got it. I can't even remember how uh, that need was met, but it was met without me even having to go to the church and say, hey, I need some help. So um, I do know that that's a struggle with some people because I felt like that. You know, I did feel like that because I was like, here I am, somebody's supposed to have it all together, but I don't. And, you know, being okay with it at a, that point in my life, I was not okay with not being okay. But um mm-hmm. People know now that I don't give a dang about saying I'm not okay because I said all week, <laughs> all last week on my personal page, I'm not okay. So, um, you know, I, uh, I just, I think if I don't even know how to get people to stop being so judgmental or so um, uh, a holier than now thinking that people feel more comfortable asking because there's so many people out here who are literally struggling. Um, Not, not the ones who you always see panhandling. I'm talking about people who are really suffering in silence and they're sitting in their homes and they literally are sitting on milk crates because they can't afford ABCD. Um, They don't have family. They don't have people they can turn to. And because they're so afraid to step out, they don't. And they sit in that house and they suffer without 
certain things and certain resources. Well, but I think even with that, I think it's just it's just like with any other thing that doesn't necessarily have a positive doesn't always have a positive outlook. People perceive that as like some people perceive that as, you know, maybe making them feel less than or whatever, whatever. And there's a stigma associated with it. I mean, I like, you know, I know we all like to think that we're so elevated, but we do stigmatize a lot of things. And so when you think of I don't I don't think we always associate a lot of positive words with with things like food pantries and things like that. I mean granted we're talking about health in general. But for some areas, it is a matter of there's a negative connotation again with it. Definitely, because I, I know like some of them, some places make you feel like um, they don't make you feel good when you go in them uh, as far as. And I know there's a lot of things people say about how feelings, 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 how I feel. But it's legit, you know, if people don't feel good when they walk into a place, if they feel like they're just, um, you know, like they're a burden, a lot of people won't show up. A lot of people, you know, th there's some people who just don't give a dang. They just show up and, and just, you know, do get what they need to get and go on about their business. But there are some people who feel so bad um, that, they just don't do it, you know. I, I think I remember it was a long time ago uh, when we had to go to a food pantry, and there was this woman who literally would not get out of the car. And the pantry knew her, um, but and they would just, you know, accommodate her as much as they could. They would bring some stuff to the car for her. But I think I watched this woman sit in the car at least two trips to the pantry. And they said she's been doing that for a long time. But finally, she decided one day that she was going to go in. And people around her embraced her so much that she was like, why did I sit in the car so much? Um, you know, well, she didn't necessarily say that. But you could tell the look on her face was kind of like, why have I been waiting for so long? You know, why mm -hmm. have I been not stepping out and doing something about my situation? Which, you know, and I think I try my best to do what I can to make people feel comfortable um, anytime I'm a, at volunteering or doing something like that. But sometimes you do run into people who legit just don't or just can't get past that, that prideful feeling of they're going to judge me because people do. I mean, unfortunately people judge you for everything nowadays. Um, but being able to work through that, is is key i don't know if you have any pointers you can give people to try to to work through something like that i mean is there something that like without giving away a whole therapy session um like is there an exercise somebody can do to maybe try to get them to be um less timid around such especially when it's something that you need if you know you need it having enough strength to go get it like is there some kind of activity you can encourage someone to do um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I think, I think a couple things come to mind. One, I think it's important to kind of think about why do I feel this way? Because I don't always think it's necessarily pride. I mean, I think, I think all of us have things that when we, we have a hard time, you know, asking for help for. So even something as simple as, um, I'm going to try to think of an example that might be, we might not, we might not view. Something as simple as, hey, I need help taking care of putting together a table. 
we may feel like, well, I don't want to burden someone with putting together this table, so I'll struggle with doing it myself. Prime example, for the last uh, two weeks, I have a file cabinet sitting in the middle of my living room, partly because I don't, I know how to put stuff together. I'm pretty good at putting things together, but I think I did something wrong. I also realized that the way that it's constructed, it doesn't align with the instructions. So it's a whole host of reasons why it's not done. So last week when I was taking the time to work on some parts of it, one of my friends asked, well, why didn't you just ask so-and-so? And I'm like, because I could figure it out my, on my own. And my friend was like, but you would have been done by now. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And even when I brought this up with the, the other friend that they were referring to, they were like, you know, I, I could have helped you and you would have been done by now. So something as simple as just putting together a file cabinet. Had I asked this person, it would have been done. I just didn't want to burden somebody to have you come over, put together a file cabinet when you have other things that you need to take care of. So, I mean, I think it's just, it's not necessarily unbelievable that why people want to ask for help. There are various reasons why we don't, but I think it's important to think about what's, what's the, what's most important. So if what's most important is I need to accomplish this goal or meet this need, do I care enough that I'm going to, do I care enough about what other people think or perceive that I'm going to step out and ask for help versus, no, I just want to accomplish it on my own. So if the goal is for me to move out of my apartment to another house, I recognize the goal is for me to get everything out. So no, I don't necessarily care enough that I'm not going to ask other people. Like I, I don't, looking at, that's not ranked high enough as far as a priority of what's most important to me. The most important thing is to get move. Not, oh, I don't want someone to view me as this way because when they come in my house, they're going to be like, well, why do you have all this? So I, I think, you know, like I said, just looking at the, what's the priority, what's most important, and then just kind of navigating from that. Because uh, the reality is people, there are always going to be people who have something to say. Because we, of, we often say, well, you know, they say, they say a lot all the time. So we, it's hard to get around it. So don't always allow other people to stop you. I find it so hard to believe that you didn't have the gumption to ask somebody to do something. You literally just asked me to do something. Like, okay. Like two seconds. So, so, so. But you also recognize that there are certain things that I don't, I don't always ask for help for. And the main reason why I even asked you to do that particular thing is because you were going to be there already doing something similar. Mm, so you using me? Mm, I'm not. Mm. I'm not using you. Mm, We're mm. bothering because I did say <laughs> I was going to feed you and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you yeah, had the funny. option to say no. You had the option to say no. If you would have said no, I just would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when it came my turn, you'd be like, no, just to get back at me because Betty that guy. Not, no. I would not do that, and you know it. Do not be telling these lies on this on this show. <laughs> you know, that's not technically a lie. But, you know, we're going to take a quick commercial break because Renata said that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> just take a quick commercial break. So we'll be right back with more of the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. Join the JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show 
or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre-recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships, built from our current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. Gain access to promotional materials and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track, Funk by Arulo. Okay, so we're back. Um, so Renata don't think that... Uh, for, what, what's my PSA? Renata is not telling a fib at the moment. She is being truthful and honest. And the thoughts of Athena Nicole do not reflect the thoughts of empowered living. She's a great leader. And um, she's an awesome human being. Now, that's my PSA. <laughs> so everybody that knows me knows I just roll my eyes when she sees that. Yes, I felt it through the I felt it through the the, the internet waves. Here. <laughs> but why you roll your eyes though? You know, it's just, I have to give a disclaimer all the time, right? No, no, I roll my eyes because of what you see it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so for you, what do you? Why do you think there are times that you don't want to ask for help? Well, the old me would say because um, scared of judgment, definitely scared of judgment, or um, I feel like I'm superwoman because I've always had to be. I've always had to be the person who does everything. So um, uh, those two things usually go hand in hand because I know for me, like I was always the person who put everything together in my grandma's house, always, like never failed. even when my grandfather was living, I still put stuff together. Um, he was there doing it with me, excuse me, sometimes. But uh, when he became too old and frail to do things, because he was older than my grandmother, um, it became me who did it. And then when, of course, he got his his illness in, in what, the late 90s, it was always me who was doing something. So I've been... Superwoman for so long, I don't know how to turn it off. And so um, when it comes to putting stuff together, even at home or doing something or asking for help, sometimes it's, I just feel like I have to just do it um, because that's just what's been ingrained in me to do. Now, I do I, I do ask for help in little ways. Like um, with those who follow me on my personal page know that I had posted a, a goal of mine, which was to get my grandmother headstone. And not my grandmother, my auntie, excuse me. My grandmother has a headstone, sorry. Uh, get my auntie a headstone because it's her 10 year coming up. And um, I had posted it. And at first I posted it without Cash App and all that information. And one of my buddies inboxed me and said, put your Cash App on it. So then I put my Cash App on it. Then I posted it. Somebody else said, oh, do it with your Venmo. What's your Venmo? 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put that on there. And then from that, you know, not saying anybody had to give me anything, but because I was vulnerable in that moment and people, um, you know, a certain group, a number of people decided, hey, I'm gonna just give you, you know, some money. I got up to $175 and I posted, yes, the other day, it may have been Saturday, that that $175, I showed proof that I went and put all that on um, her head zone to start. And I thank those who did it. And of course, I thank those who did it separately, but I thank those publicly also who did it. And to show that, hey, I'm not one of them people who say I'm taking money for one thing and not doing it. I actually do it because I want to. Now, did was that necessary? No, but I feel like because a lot of people are apprehensive about giving, I don't want them to be apprehensive about giving to someone else because they say, oh, well, people, I give people money and they don't do what they're supposed to do. So um, so for me, that's 90% of why I never asked for help or never put myself out there being vulnerable because I was was afraid of what people would think. But then I always thought that I was superwoman. I could figure it out myself. And the older I get, the more closer I get to 40, I'm like, you know what? It's time to let that superwoman thing go. Cause you know, I, I can do a lot of things, but I can't do everything. Um, and it's okay for me to be vulnerable. It's okay for me to need someone for something. It's okay for me to ask somebody else for help. It's okay for me to relinquish control because, you know, I don't need to anymore. Um, I don't, I don't need to be superwoman. My daughter's 21, you know, my grandson's three. And my, my, the person I took care of for the longest is gone now. So it's like, I don't have to be everything for everybody else. Now it's time to be what I need to be for myself and start taking myself and being more um, in charge of me. Okay. So then the flip side of that is how, how do you determine whether you're going to give or not? Like what comes into what comes into play when you're trying to determine, okay, I'm going to be a giver in this moment? Um, and what makes you apprehensive? What determines if I'm going to give is if I have it. So if I have the time, if I have the energy, if I have the money, if I have, if I have the space, I definitely do um, make sure that I give whatever I can at that moment. Um, as far as determining if someone is in need or not, I think for me, I... You, I've gotten to the point here now because I know that um, if I want to be a Christian, Christianity, giving, being um, like Christ is giving and not necessarily caring or knowing what it's going for, just doing it. So I pretty much try to give as much as I can to anyone I can, even if it's not what they ask for. So like if somebody asking me for money and but they're saying they're going to go buy groceries, I'll just go buy the groceries. Um, or if somebody says they need gas money, I may just pump the gas myself. So not necessarily um, giving in the same way, but I want to make sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do with it. Now, is that my part to do? No, I shouldn't care. I should just be giving and giving and giving. But and most of the time I do just give and not ask questions. But if I see the same person, the same place, the same time, that's when I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to give you what you said. You said you're hungry. I'm going to give you food. 
If you say you're thirsty, I'm going to give you some water. You know, this is how this is going to go. If I see the same person doing the same thing. But if it's somebody new, nine times out of 10, I'll give them whatever they need. If they need my time, if they need my ear to listen to them, if they need a hug, you know, I usually give hugs. Um, I still give hugs, even during COVID season. So um, not to everybody, but, you know, I'm very selective with my hugs these days because not everybody wash their hands. But anyway, um, but, you know, I give my energy to, to people. Um, I'm very selective on how I do that now, but I still do it. So in a roundabout way to answer your question, I still have my selective hat on, but I still do it. You know, what about you? Like what, what, what constitutes your level of energy in giving? Um, I mean, I have certain organizations that I just, if they say, Hey, there's a need, if I have it or if I can accommodate that need, I'm just like, that's fine. Um, I'm trying, one thing that I'm trying to do to get better at um, is kind of putting that in my budget because the reality is if I'm saying that I want to be able to help people out more, I need to budget for that. It's just like the whole concept of an emergency fund. An emergency is going to happen. Now, what it is, when it's going to happen, that you don't know, but you can start preparing for it. So one thing that I do want to start doing is getting better at that. But um, it's pretty rare. Mm, is that a lie? For the most part, I I tend to not have an issue with giving. Now, for me, where I struggle is kind of on that level of am I enabling versus helping? Because uh, I think it is, as I've often said, I am a people pleaser, a recovering people pleaser. So I have to be very mindful at times of, okay, am I enabling you? So if you're always asking me, if you're always asking me for a particular need, is it more beneficial for me to help you get resources so that you can meet this need on your own versus needing other people to help you or to constantly always give it to you um, and whatever that looks like? Um, and recognizing that helping you meet your own needs may take more time. So even as my function as a therapist, I'm helping you meet a particular need. and so. It doesn't help you if I just give you all the answers, not to say that I know all the answers. But if it is a situation where I know an answer, it doesn't benefit you if I don't help you figure things out on your own. So, like, I've had clients say, well, just tell me what I should do. No, I'm not going to do that. Instead, <laughs> we can sit here and have a conversation of the pros and cons, whatever else we need to do to determine what's the best option for you. I definitely is. It goes back to the biblical things. You know, you teach a man to fish, he can fish forever. But you keep giving him the fish, he's going to keep, you know, depending on you for that. And the reality is, we can't, we, we cannot, any, no, no matter if it was biblical days or now, you cannot depend on people to meet the needs that you need because unfortunately, we all have to, to leave this earth. And so, um, you are crippling yourself by not finding out how to do certain things be, and learning from the, the people who are trying to teach you because there's going to come a day when either that person's gone or you're going to be gone. And so you have to be able to function um, on your own. You have to be able to stand on your own and, and do it. Now, do you still need to can ask for help? Heck yeah. 
But at the same time, if that person who's trying to give you that knowledge is no longer here, you have to now take what you've learned and make it into your own and go forward. So that's um, definitely something that is um, ringing more clear to me, you know, the older I get. It's like there comes a time where you have to learn and you have to actually do it and have to go forward. Um, so it's... it's um, I'm not saying that you can't fall backwards because we're all going to fall. The more you live, you're going to have highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. You have to be able to just to bounce back from that. And um, and bouncing back is sometimes harder or easier said than done. But you still have the capacity. As long as you're breathing and able to move, or even, heck, even if you're not even able to move, as long as you're breathing, you still have the ability to bounce back. And I guess my follow-up question and would be... <sighs> Kind of similar to the conversation that we had Friday in our class, where there was the ideal of when giving kind of becomes like a fad. And not to say that this is the case for everybody, but there have been times where, prime example, when Katrina happened, um, was that 2005? When Katrina happened. Yeah, somewhere in there. Nine or five, one of those two. I think it was 2005. So I want to say every time I started school, something happened. And I want to say it was 2005. So when Katrina happened, you know, everybody was, a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody, several people were, hey, let me give, let me give, let me give. But then kind of when something else happened, did pe- you know, there were people who did stop giving or not giving at the level that they needed. Or just when any natural disaster occurs, I want to even just say Katrina, when any natural disaster occurs, I do think, you know, for the most part, people do a good job of trying to step in and help. But then what happens once the news stops reporting about it and all those things? Or even something is when you go through something, you know, when people pass, um, you know, people, I think, tend to be really good at why before the funeral, you know, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? You know, the week of the funeral, at the funeral, a few days after. But then what happens when? It's three months down the line and you're having a breakdown or you're saying oh, there's a need. You know, it, it's, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's not surprising that there are times where people aren't there to support. So I guess for you in general, how do you kind of deal with the whole idea of giving because it's the, this is the new thing to give to versus let me consistently give. And I understand that there are going to be situations where it may not make sense for you to keep doing it or budget doesn't allow or time doesn't allow, whatever, whatever. For me, um, I don't, I, I, and see, I'm to almost the opposite. I don't give to national disasters because people do that all the time. What things I do are more local um, or things that I can actually touch or do more often. So for me, I, I definitely think that giving in general is sometimes trendy and be, when it becomes untrendy then people stop or they or they switch that part of their brain off like well i already gave this week or i gave this year so i'm done um and to your point that's something for me because i've been on the receiving end of when somebody passes significant in your life people don't really check on you um as much as they did the first two weeks three weeks um, phone calls start stop coming. And so for me, I'm changing the culture in my life to reach out to people more after the fact, usually a month later 
or you know or 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 you know on a consistent or a more consistent basis of trying to to reach out to people and check on them and see how they're doing um and check in with them and see how they're doing because in the, being on the receiving end of that several times having people in my life pass away and being like nobody ever asked me how i felt after that you know nobody's asked me how i'm doing um trying to be the change uh, especially when it comes to stuff like that and the reason why i don't really get into the national giving is like i said before people run to that and they often forget after the fact like you know when you lose a whole town lose a whole county you lose a whole area of 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 the united states of america you know it takes longer than a month or two to build that back up it takes years especially places that are hit really hard you know people stop talking about the michigan water you know but they still have problems in flint with their water um people stop giving as much as they should have to that but people still are suffering with bad water supply last i heard in michigan and how long has that been going on for decades and it was quiet for decades now it's out there in the open but you don't hear very many people talking about flint michigan anymore um, or still giving to it now i'm sure there's some people who are locally giving or you know in the surrounding areas are still giving but because it's not national news anymore a lot of people stopped thinking about that being a uh, a re uh, people who need resources, and even if you look at here in Indianapolis, you know you have a really large homeless community, and the state, the city, they care about them when there's a big event coming. You know they put them up in hotels, they make them disappear, to make it act like they don't live here. But their day to day lives, most of them are struggling to stay warm or stay cooled off or to get proper health care or to even have a place to bathe and nobody really cares about that until certain times of year like i've i've been in organizations who are, are guilty of that you know christmas time you get these homeless packs ready thanksgiving you give them food baskets you know certain certain times of the year but there's 365 days in the year and if they're homeless 365 days they're going to need help 365 days so I think we have to figure out a way to change the culture. And like, if you care about something deeply, keep going with it. You know, just because today is fine doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be fine. And being okay with giving consistently, even if it's not monetary, you know, even if it's just time, you know, just going and talking to them or, or you know, being being safe because there are a lot of people who have mental issues who are homeless right now, unfortunately. Um, so being safe, but still giving, even if you can't give monetarily, even if you can't give food, maybe give them some time and figure out what's going on. Why are you this way? You know, actually talking to people and seeing if you can't help them, maybe somebody in your Rolodex can and being being able to, to do this 365 days a year because people always, there's always going to be somebody who needs something and, but being able to do it consistently all the time nobody can do it consistently all the time but that's when you get your circle of people together and be like okay this is what i'm going to take under my wing for this period of time would you work with me and maybe you take it on the next few months the next few days the next few seconds of the day you know i don't know but that's just my little synopsis that's fair and i guess to kind of add to what you said i think you're kind of figuring out 
who and what organizations or whatever you're wanting to give to. Because um, again, like Athena said, it doesn't always have to be monetary. I think it's just kind of important to think about what are your passion passion areas. So like um, as a personal example, for me, I've, it, I give to certain organizations because I know the work that they do in the community. So I may not always give to, you know, the Red Cross and all that. And not to say, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of that. But for me, I I tend to give to maybe organizations that aren't as massive that may be doing something different or addressing a different area that sometimes the larger organizations just can't do for whatever reason. So it might be a situation where, you know, you might be able to help with getting housing but then there are people who need legal assistance. So you might not be tackling that. So let me give to an organization that's kind of helping with that. Because there's always a lot of, there's always a need. There's always going to be a need. And even with that, figuring out what your gifts are and how can you utilize your gifts. If my gift is organization and administration, my gift, might it might be more beneficial for an organization for me to come in and say, okay, let me get your company organized or get, you know, this particular part organized and do get the admin situated to where it needs to be to make it more efficient. That might be more of a blessing than the monetary. And not to say that the monetary isn't important, but I think sometimes we feel bad when we feel like we can't do things at a certain level. So a prime example is I'm thinking of someone that I worked with that um, last last year when a lot of the the um, protests and all those things were going on, they were saying, well, I'm not someone that is a protester. So we talked about, okay, but what are other things that you can do? If you're saying, I don't necessarily want to go down to protest, but you're saying, I'm willing to feed people, that counts. If you're saying, I'm willing to write letters and make phone calls, that counts. So I would, you know, encourage, think of all the different ways that you can help. It might be something as simple as, hey, let me just give an hour of my time just to check on people that you know I want to, that don't often get checked on. Let me let me reach out to the people who tend to reach out to everybody else, but people don't always do that to them. So that's going to be my goal for today. Um, or you know, I'm let me pay for something that to give back. So you know, you go to different restaurants and they have like that give back jar, or let me donate this, or or what have you. You know, I'm no longer needing this crock pot because I have five of them. Let me give it to someone that might need a crock pot. So get creative with how you get and I don't always think it has to be monetary definitely doesn't so we're going to take a um, last break here and we'll be right back with more of the empowered hour with empowered living inc stay tuned it's time for the jqlm radio end of summer promo if you have a business brand or event you'd like to advertise now is your chance JQLM Radio is offering 21 radio spots to each client for only $50. You heard that right, 21 spots for only $50. Your 30-second ad will air between September 10th and September 30th during prime time on air. Reach potential clients in the U.S. and in 53 other countries. You must register by August 30th to qualify. Visit egoentertainmentnet.com now to register. That's egoentertainmentnet.com. Hurry, spots are limited. JQLM Radio end of summer promo. 
Okay, so we are back with the last, what, eight minutes of the show? The show goes really <laughs> fast. I swear it does. Um, <laughs> but um, definitely want to encourage people to to still give because um, it does, like I said, like we both said before several times during the show, does not have to be monetary. Definitely time, energy, because these are things you can't get back. So, of course, guard your, your time and your energy when you're giving to people, giving of things. But definitely still make that a goal. You know, maybe try to increase it a little bit every day. So if you know that you don't talk to this particular coworker, but every, but maybe two minutes a day, maybe increase it to five because you never know. You giving that person an extra three minutes um, could change their whole trajectory. You know, it could change like their thought process. Um, because I've, I've had people, coworkers in my life, who have literally been on the verge of suicide. Nobody ever knew, but they, someone talked to them and that stopped them. I've been told that before that that's happened to me before. Like somebody was seriously contemplating, you know, ending their life, but it was just that two minute conversation that we had or one word that was said that triggered them to say, maybe I should snap out of my thought at the moment and think of what I do have, not thinking about what I don't and has stopped them. Now, does that happen in every situation? No, it does not. But you never know who you could help by just giving that moment, giving that second, giving that hour to a person. Like Renata said, reach out to the strong people because people always forget about the strong people or who's perceived as strong. Um, a young man who, um, I think, I can't remember his name, Mr. Value or something on Facebook. Or, I can't remember. His, I think it's Mr. Value. But anyway, he posted that he wasn't okay. And he's always perceived to be the strong person who gives all this advice to other people. But he said, I am not okay. You know, I'm not having a great day. And you, thankfully, a lot of people flooded him with positivity. Like he gives other people positivity. But if he hadn't spoke up and said, I'm not okay. And nobody would have known. Would anybody have checked on him because they perceive him as being strong? Not sure. And I think that's why a lot of times people don't come and ask me how I'm feeling because they feel like, I'm the super strong person when in all actuality, I'm a punk when it comes to certain things. <laughs> it just is what it is. I'm not as, I have, I'm strong when I have to be, but you know, on a day-to-day -day life, you know, I, I probably would not be perceived as a strong human being because I'm emotional. I'm a, I'm a girly girl underneath all this tough exterior. You know, I have feelings, but people don't think that, I am this touchy-feely type of person because I rather watch action flicks rather than a love story. But I still am someone who needs to be checked on sometimes. You know, I still am somebody who would like to have a phone call or a text message to say, "Hey, I'm just thinking about you," and not saying that people don't do it. Definitely don't want to make that seem like nobody does it, but people do it. But um, and they, and they always come at the right point of time. But there are times where Old strong Annie over here could be having a very rough moment and nobody calls. Not saying that everybody has to call every five minutes, but you know, it's there's still that time where strong people need to be checked on. So please, people, check on your strong people because they definitely need you. So I guess to add to that, what I'll say is um let's get better at kind of what we label stuff. Because the reality is what is a strong person? Like, I mean, the fact that you're human makes you a strong person in a lot of ways. And just as a society, we don't always do a good job at just 
saying people are just have emotions. That's just a function of being human is that you have an array of emotions. And I mean, we, the way that we're made, we are made to work as a community. So that's why it's so important to work together. Just, we have things like skin hunger because we, there's a need for us to be touched. There are things like just that desire to be around other people because we need that sense of community. And so from my perspective, I feel like the more that we work together and make sure everybody's good, then everybody's going to be good. So, and I understand that for some people that's, that's not how they look at it, but that's my opinion. So it's okay to ask for help when you need it. Nobody's, people should, if someone judges you, just go to the next person or just, you know, figure out what it is. That's the priority. Is it the priority to get this thing done? Then get it done and then figure out who can I ask to help out with certain things. Nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with giving to others. And don't always feel like it has to be monetary. You can get as creative as possible with it. I mean, something as simple as, you know, having a kid draw you a picture. That might make somebody's day. And they're just drawing pictures. So just, you know, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to get help. Amen. Amen. So um, as we wrap up the show here, um, that's just definitely a good thing to leave on. Um, I, I definitely echo that sentiment. You know, just basically be more aware of your surroundings. That's my last tidbit. You know, just make sure you're looking at people. Because um, I saw a young lady the other day with a black eye. And I know she has um, a situation with her her boyfriend who is a little bit, in my opinion, controlling and um, abusive. And, and, and not in, I've never seen him be physical, but now she had a black eye. I'm like, I'm wondering. So just being aware that you see something change in somebody because you, you know, that, that, that person may be crying out for help, but they just don't know how. So just being more aware of your surroundings and being more aware of what's going on around you. So on that note, um, our book is for real, almost done. Yay. Uploaded. So we should be having that soon. So Please stay tuned. If you have not subscribed to our uh, newsletter, please do so because we are going to get back on doing the newsletter more often. Um, but life definitely has taken a toll because we're human. So, um, but if you have not started to follow us on any of the outlets, just Empowered Living Inc. on um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I believe Twitter um, is also Empowered Living. It might be Empowered Living One. But um, yeah, just follow us. Um, please subscribe to the newsletter by going to our website, www.empoweredlivinginc.net and um, stay abreast to the news. But I don't know, if you have a show topic you want us to talk about, inbox us on um, Empowered Hour on uh, Facebook. And hey, you might be a guest on the show. So um, anything else I forget, Renata? Um, I'll just add just... Like what she said with the book, we will start pre-sales very, very soon. So just kind of keep a lookout for all those things and all the other things that we have planned because we've been planning a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Trying to get back into the swing thing. So um, on that note, y'all have a wonderful, blessed week. And we will talk to y'all soon. Uh, if you ever need anything, hit us up. Have a great one. Have an amazing week. Bye.